In this season of Lent, we're on the way with Jesus, according to St. Luke's Gospel. And in this fourth talk in the series, we find ourselves in Luke chapter 15, and one of the best-known stories told by Jesus. One of the saddest things that used to be heard on the radio before the internet became so widespread uh, was a periodic announcement which went something like this. Would Mr Bradley, last heard of in the Sligo area, please contact the General Hospital? His father is seriously ill. What story, I ask myself, lies behind that radio appeal? The son who went away. Well, that's the story that we're considering from Luke chapter 15, the so-called prodigal son or lost son. But the title of the story and its meaning depends on what you care to call it. You can call it, if you like, the story of the lost son. It's about a young man who said to his father in verse 12 of chapter 15, Father, give me a share of my inheritance. And the younger son was given what he asked for by his father, and he set off for a distant land. There he squandered his wealth and while living, spent it all, and then fell on hard times. And he hired himself to a pig farmer, ate the pig's food in desperation, then came to his senses and made the long journey home. And if this is a story about leaving and coming home, it's a journey that we all have to make back home, where we belong, back to God. It's so easy to get lost from God. I mean, if you once knew God, if you used to say your prayers and read your Bible, if you called yourself a Christian, how easy it is bit by bit just to slide away. We all know someone just like that. Maybe it's the same for you. It's not so difficult to get lost from God. Or maybe for you, you were never found. You never really committed your life to Jesus, never really believed. No sense of belonging, and so you have no sense of being lost. Just living life like, well, most people, trying to get by, doing the best, and so forth. Well, how are you getting on? Surely we weren't made for the kind of humdrum, meaningless meaningless existence that life so often seems to be for so many people. Well, this story in Luke chapter 15, if we want to call it, the story of the lost son says there's a journey to make, a journey to take back home to God. Well, people can advise you about it, people can point you in the right direction, but they can't make that journey for you. It's an individual journey, just like the boy in the story had to make back home to God. I wonder, have you made that journey? Well, we can make that journey, even in this time, in this season of Lent. Of course, 
you can call this story by another title. It's the story of the other brother, the elder brother, the one who stayed at home. The story goes in verse 25 of chapter 15. This older brother is working on the father's farm. He's in the field. By this time, the younger brother is home and there's a party going on for him. So coming here to the farmhouse, the elder brother asks one of the servants, what's going on? And the reply is this, your brother is home and your father has thrown a party for him. The elder brother was furious and refused to go into the party. And when the father learned of that, he comes out to him and pleads. You see that in verse 28 with him. But the elder brother is indignant. That's what it says. The strength of that word in verse 29. He's indignant. Listen, all these years I've been working for you, father, just like a slave And you never give me anything, not even a get-together with my friends. But when this son of yours, no, not my brother. When this son of yours comes back, he who has devoured your money and thrown it all away, you throw a party for him. It's not fair. I'm not going in. The trouble with the elder brother is that he's right. You see, the father should have said to the younger brother, well, you're back then. What are you doing back here? Well, you want to be a servant. Well, go and bunk up with the other servants in their quarters and start work tomorrow and we'll see how you get on. That's what the father should have said. For that's the way the world works. The way most of us have been brought up and the way in which we bring up our children. You know, if you eat your dinner, well, then you can have your sweets. If you do your homework, well, then you can have playtime. If you keep your nose clean at school, at college, at work, well, things will be okay for you. That's how life works. You see, life as we live it is not like the story of The lost son here in Luke chapter 15. Life as we live it is, you know, do the right thing and you'll be all right. That's how life is. So what the father is saying to his older son is this. Son, in almost every area of life, what you say is right and is fair, except when you're dealing with life and death. Listen to what the father says to his oldest son in verse 32. Your brother was dead, but now he is alive. Your brother was lost, and now he's found. The other brother didn't see it like that. Those of us who are part of the Church of Jesus Christ need to be very careful. Because Jesus addressed the church people of his days, the so-called Pharisees and scribes, who accused him of keeping company with the riffraff and condoning uh, their behaviour. You'll read of that in verse 1 and 2 of chapter 15 of Luke. And by telling them the stories about a lost sheep and the lost coin, and then this story that we're focusing on, the lost son, Jesus was directed his 
attention against this exclusive, elitist attitude among the leaders of the church of his day. And when we say in church, well, we want to reach the lost. We want to reach out into our community. And and we're saying, well, everybody's welcome. Well, they have to come as they are. They don't need to be like us. And that we need to change the way we do things in church. To be fair, to accommodate to those on the outside, that's difficult. And if we're honest, the kind of elder brother mentality is still with us. And what about our attitude to each other in the church? Again, that elder brother mentality is alive and biting. Grudges, resentments, rise among church people. Usually it's over petty things. Why does she get all the praise? Well, look at him. After all, I've done most of the work and he's the one that gets thanked. I wonder, do we, in our heart of hearts, love those who are our sisters and brothers in the church of Jesus Christ? And Christian love, New Testament love, is seen how we value people. In life, when it's a matter of life and death, don't ask for fairness. Ask for mercy. Don't ask for law. Ask for grace. That's how Jesus saw it in this story and in his life. That's why he shows us mercy and grace that none of us deserve. It's ultimately a matter of life or death. And of course you can call this story in Luke 15 that we've been considering the story of the the waiting father. Have you ever stopped to think how long all of this episode took? I, I imagine it was some time. Don't you think that during that time the father was offered advice by his friends and his family? You know, we knew that from day one that this young dad was a wrong one. Right from the beginning. Don't you remember what he did and all the scrapes that he got into and how you had to bail him out? We told you so. He was never good that glad. He was a bad one. No, no, your best policy is to forget that bad. Put him to the back of your mind and stick and invest with the older brother. He's the good one. And yet... After all the time, all the time the boy had been away, Jesus says in verse 20, but while he was still afar off, a long way, the father saw him and loved him. You see, the father, the waiting father, must have looked every day until one day he saw a speck on the horizon and recognized who it was, his son. And he ran to greet him. And as the son is on his way home, rehearsing his lines, his father wrapped him in his arms, embraced him, kissed him. Fetch new clothes, fetch a ring, bring some new sandals and prepare the party. I don't need speeches. You're home. That's all that matters. 
Of course, in the bigger picture of the gospel story, the good news of Jesus Christ, Jesus, who told this story of the waiting father, went to die on a cross to demonstrate the waiting father's love, the costly, unconditional love of God. The waiting father watches out for us down the road of life and longs us, longs for us to come home to him. And the amazing thing is that Jesus died on the cross to deal with all the things which keep us from home. Pride, greed, laziness, selfishness. Jesus bore all of that, took it upon himself, And because Jesus died, the way back home is open for us all. Anything we feel that keeps us back, he died to deal with that. Anything we're afraid of, he died to deal with that. Anything we're ashamed of, he died to deal with that. Anything that we have doubts about, he died to deal with that. Title. The story is called The Story of the Lost Son, but the chief character, the focus in this story, is on the waiting Father, the Father God who loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not be lost, but have everlasting 